Hey. Hi. Welcome to At Our Link Spirit Cast. If you're new to this podcast, we like to talk about things related to mindfulness, meditation, Reiki, astrology, tarot, uh, metaphysics, anything in that realm. Today we have our brothers on for this episode. Um, actually, one of them wrote the theme song. So that music you hear, that's him playing. And uh, Arlene is not with us. She's on a little trip, so it's just the three of us. I'll let you guys introduce yourselves. I'm Jake. Hi, I'm Roy. Uh, and I, they are very knowledgeable on a lot of different subjects, so I thought I would just invite them to come on and let them choose the topic. So what are we talking about today? Um, today we are going to talk about uh, differences between in Bibles, uh, differences between verses and key words that change the, the connotation of the, the verse mm-hmm. itself. And we are also going to touch on the story of creation and um, certain misconceptions we have with, with what, it, uh, what it means. Okay, cool. So I see you're holding the Dead Sea Scrolls right now. So can you explain um, the difference between, like, what makes the Dead Sea Scrolls different from the Bible that we currently, you know, that everybody knows? Like, what's the difference? So the normal Bible we read is the King James Version of the Bible, which was specifically made by King James. He had his writers, his scribes edit the Bible that was before... For his kingdom specifically, and he changed particular things in it to fit better within his kingdom to have people comply to certain things, and um, also, you know, um, oh, it's a control. To, to be to be frank about it, it's really what it is. Um, Dead Sea Scrolls themselves are the root of the Bible. They're what we have closest to the original writings. It doesn't mean it's not. Doesn't doesn't mean it's entirely right because it was made by man and it was edited by by man and scribes wrote it. So there there is there are biases in it and there were there were um, um, there were motives in it that were more than just we're just trying to spread the the word of God, obviously. Um, but yeah, the, the difference is so this is the Dead Sea Scrolls are the more pure version of the Bibles that we have when we read. Okay, so if you're wanting to get to uh the the real I don't want to say real real is not the the greatest word but if you want yeah yeah yeah. okay so that's the bible you're gonna want to do is the Dead Sea Scrolls yeah okay it does have missing parts to it because it's not the New Testament so there are pieces that won't be in this that you would find in the New Testament Um, and there are certain things that would be different because definitions definitions changing throughout throughout time with language Um, but through and through it's the closest we can get okay okay because our modern modern bible has been changed so much Mm -hmm. okay cool um so you have a verse right now that you wanted to um compare okay so i have corinthians uh 13 4 through 7 uh through the kjv and and the the original version um the version that king james had translated so i'll start with the original it's um Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Um, so that's the, that's the original, and the edited version for KJV is, uh, charity suffereth long, and is kind, charity envieth not, charity... Volunteth not itself, it's not puffed up, uh, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. 
rejoiceth <laughs> not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. So it's, very, it's similar. So he replaced the word love with charity several, five times mm-hmm. or more. And, and uh, suffer. Yeah. Which uh, brings the, the idea that to, um, you know, if, if you're a true believer, if you if you live in God and, and you care for people, that you will suffer. And, and that's just what life is and that's what love is, is to suffer and to give charity. But uh, so it's a, associating suffering and love like they're the two of the same things. things, which okay. they, they can intertwine. Charity, and I think that was uh, intentional to minimize the impact of God's words. Mm-hmm. Okay, and like uh, you know, like love is um, one of the higher vibrations. I think it is yeah. like the highest vibration. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that they would remove. Um, love and replace it with, with charity. charity yeah and it's also like the idea of giving to um to the kingdom huh yeah. giving to the kingdom interesting yeah. yeah wow so um so with the charity uh in the past charity and christian thought was the highest form of love uh signifying the reciprocal love between god and man that is manifest in unselfish love of one's fellow men which sounds nice mm-hmm. but is a whole lot different than love because through love you can still be charitable in, in, in charity comes from love. Yeah, but not love the other way around. Around. You can yeah. be charitable and not love anything at all. I mean, there's mm-hmm. plenty of people that are charitable in our society that do not give a crap about people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's really it's just a um, just an example of what what is different between Bibles, and it's kind of it's difficult to say it's an interpretation when we're getting an interpretation of an interpretation, and and within that it's skewed because the words change, structures mm-hmm. change. So it gives a whole different meaning. So it's more than just like language too, like translation. It sounds like it's been intentionally yeah. shifted to, you know, justify or control or whatever it is yeah. to suit, as you were saying, like the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I have a question about Constantine. Oh, yeah. Um, so where does that, I'm, I don't know the uh, order. I'm not familiar with like the differences in the Bibles, but I know that, um, Constantine made a lot of significant changes. So, what are your thoughts on that in the King James uh, Bible? Like, how does that does it correlate at all? Or, um... I think that was the beginning of using religion to control paradigms of society mm-hmm. rather than to uplift people, because it's not natural to be confined in a kingdom being told what to do by a person unless they are um, viewed as a higher being above human. And um, Jesus's words empower everybody and say that God is in everybody and that in itself is damaging to a kingdom mm-hmm. hmm, wow um, so what would uh, what would pre-Constantine have been like or what are your thoughts on that like what would have well, wasn't he the first emperor to really push Christianity he he, he was polytheistic um, and uh, he was geared towards a uh, war society, a perspective on war inspired by the Gothics. And he openly wanted a one-god religion for easier control. Okay. Because multi-gods with multiple interpretations is harder than one god what? with a, okay. a government-funded a government funded and ran interpretation. <laughs> okay, so I had read also that um, he's responsible for... Uh, minimalizing the role that women play Mm -hmm. in um the church and 
one figure might be Mary Magdalene. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, there's actually a documentary out, and it, it argues that there may have been 12 female disciples. I don't know if you guys had heard about that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, this these two women uh, historians, and they have, through artwork and um, a lot of artwork that's being uncovered and just like old historical uh, things, they're finding that there might have been uh, 12 female disciples as well. Okay. And so the thought process with it is that in that time period, how could a man have gone to a house and said, I need to speak with your wife. Mm-hmm. I need to introduce her to this religion. He would have been like, no. Like, like that's yeah. not like something that would have had. A guy just couldn't go up to a, a group of no. women and say, hey, but girls could. Yeah. So... They're saying, like, to spread, like, the gospel, to spread the message that you would have needed to have, women like, too. women. Mm-hmm. And then um, also the duality, like, male and female, you know, you see a yeah. lot just throughout, like, spirituality. You have the masculine, feminine energy. Like, why would there not have been a female counterpart? And mm-hmm. um, you see with Constantine the change. Uh, and you can actually see, like, through artwork, the women figures. So, let's say Mary Magdalene. Yeah. She gets smaller. Okay. Like, physically, like... Get smaller, yeah, smaller and smaller. So that goes with like the idea of control, mm-hmm. like what you were saying. That's um, the, the slight things that end up indoctrinating us over time. We don't realize. Yeah, switching roles like subliminal almost. I mean, it would be mm-hmm. to the extent subliminal, like a gradual. What you were saying. Like working uh, time society. Yeah. Okay, guys, this is an ad. We believe in supporting small business, and today we're talking about the small business called Garage Cats. They make 100% organic, handmade lip balm using hemp and cocoa butter. It smells amazing, it lasts for a very long time. They use eco-friendly paper tubes. They're pretty much awesome. If you are interested in supporting this business, you can find the link below or go to garagecats.etsy.com. We just want to take a quick moment to invite everyone listening to check out our shop at edarlene.com. If you like what we do, it is one of the easiest ways to support us. Plus, you will get our awesome handcrafted 100% vegan soy candles, our prints, books, oracle cards, and book a Reiki session. All of this can be found at edarlene.com and linked in the show notes. So you're saying Constantine was probably one of the first figures to start Using. using the Bible for political. Mm-hmm. He founded the uh, the state of Church of the Roman Empire. Um, so people considered him, if it wasn't for him, Catholicism wouldn't have existed. Hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He ended the persecution of Christians in the Roman Empire while not being a Christian. And according to scholars, it was totally intentional just to have a one-God religion that was already spreading to the area. Mm-hmm. And um, he was baptized... On his deathbed, which I think is interesting. Huh. Mm. He waited until yeah. he died. Waited until, waited until so weeks before he, he died. Believe. Like, why would you wait that long? Mm-hmm. So, King James. We can think, note him as being significant yeah, in the of, modern Bible. One of the people that ended up... Because King James has ended up sticking to today. And uh-huh. having it be the, the, the main version of every church and... That's the one you find everywhere. It's the one you can buy at a dollar store. It's, it's the most prominent Bible completely. And um, you just uh, Constantine's one of the people that King James kind of followed in our footstep with, with using it to indoctrinate. But it's funny that most of, both of the, the King James and Constantine weren't 
necessarily people that believed their own words. They didn't believe what they were pushing. And that kind of emphasizes that it was to control because you would certainly believe in what you're pushing if yeah. it wasn't to control. It, I mean, well, that, that can be dangerous, but... You wouldn't change liberating to, parts of the Bible to things that can confine. Yeah. Okay, so do you guys have another comparison you could give for our listeners? The, most people know the story of Adam and Eve, and we use it as a justification for why people shouldn't do certain things, and this idea that's where our sin developed from also, um, and that they were the first humans, but according... Oh, I want to interject, sorry, too. Also, the Adam and Eve story, I feel like, um, sets the tone for the role that women are to play in society yeah. because of the original sin, and mm-hmm. that uh, those repercussions go all the way up into healthcare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know like, if you know, um, like childbirth, for example... It was believed that it should be painful as a uh, because you, of, of the original sin, you know. Yeah. So even to this day, like people use it as a justification mm-hmm. for you know for why people women are in the role they are in. And it has a, a positive effect for bad politicians who impose sexism and a woman's place in a household. Oh, yeah, and it goes everything. So there will be good people who follow bad interpretations because they're afraid of God. Mm-hmm. And I think that being God-fearing was created with the same stuff also. Mm-hmm. I mean, King James said that he was put in, into the king's position because God chose him specifically. So that was how he justified people in his kingdom starving and dying um, while he lived a lavish lifestyle. And it demoralized the regular person to think that they were chosen to be a pauper, to be a person who was mm-hmm. impoverished, and that he had a special, closer connection to God by being greedy and leading wars mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and bringing destruction about. And um, even the Carnegies believed that translation of the Bible until about the 1930s. Okay. Yeah, Frick actually was guilty from that perspective. And that's why he has so many museums and libraries all over the world in their last dying days. And uh, Carnegie had an apology to Frick, something like an apology like a, a week before he passed okay. and Frick's response was I'll see you in hell Mm-mm. whoa yeah wow so mm-hmm. why did they have um, the change of heart like why what made them believe that their lifestyle would damn them because Christianity was changing again okay so people started putting um, what God made in God's image just started holding value to that and that nobody was more special under God mm-hmm. so they started turning royalty and um, classism into greed but before that it was they were special and they deserved it and people who needed it didn't deserve it okay mm, that whole idea of the fear if you're thriving in society you were chosen by god yeah that wasn't okay. that's still around today mm-hmm. that's, oh yeah still, for sure 100 yeah, percent. yeah i mean even um without a religious aspect of it the mentality like I worked hard for the, like you have yeah, like even if they didn't yeah. work hard for yeah. it, there could be somebody who you know you're you great. You've inherited, yes. Yeah. Like but it's opportunity. Yeah. yeah, more opportunity and more privilege in their life. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a, a modern day. Oh wow. Yeah, it's like it's like justification. that's not truly a justification mm-hmm. for for lack of appreciation. Like, how do you yeah. drive a million dollar car through a poor neighborhood without feeling odd? Odd. <laughs> so yes. I think human age would be help them or they don't deserve it if you don't help them you'd feel guilty so you justify it by thinking that you deserve it they don't you mm-hmm. deserve because you worked hard because yeah. you worked or hard god chose or because you. god gave it to you mm-hmm. and uh that demoralize people who are poor who are struggling 
um, doesn't give them the will. It takes away will to actually thrive and to progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can see it too with like the modern, um, like metaphysical, uh, the idea of like the law of attraction. Like, your life isn't the way you want because you did it to yourself, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, okay, law of attraction, like you create your own reality, but sometimes people will use that as like an example like well i'm better at manifesting or something well, carnegie like followed the law of attraction yeah he had a he had one of his understudies write a book about it oh yeah uh, napoleon hill yeah right? napoleon hill yeah, yeah. i mean it, it law of attraction is phenomenal it's just you can't use it to ignore people's suffering yeah and to think that they like well you chose that also another big metaphysical um thing is like before you come here mm-hmm. you've chosen your parents and your life and you have these lessons which may be true but that doesn't justify like ignoring people's suffering uh-uh. or how can you tell someone who's suffering that this is what you want because your, your role is to you know that being said like you chose this life that means that you chose to incarnate to help people mm-hmm. to use your privilege or your whatever to help people not say buckle down start manifesting you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah, it to... yeah it was to like help people mm-hmm. but um I don't know so you have the, the creation story oh, okay so I'm going to go, it's the first seven days, which is the beginning of every Bible, Genesis, but I'm going to only read this uh, excerpt, so it's going to be from the fifth day to the seventh day, which comes before the story of Adam and Eve. Um, So I'll begin here. It says, And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures and their kind, uh, its cattle and creeping things, and the beasts of the earth after their kind. And it was... And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth after after their kind, and the cattle after their kind, and everything that creeps upon the ground after its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let us make humankind in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish over of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. And God created mankind in his own image, and the image of God, and created he them, male and female, he created them. And God blessed them, and God said to them, be, uh, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds in the heavens and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. And the heavens and the earth were finished and all their hosts and on the seventh day uh, God finished his work which he made and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he made and God blessed the seventh day and, and sanctified it because in the rested, because in it he rested from all his work in which God had created and made. Um, so this is saying that, that the whole earth was made. Every animal, uh, every bird, uh, every 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 creature, including humans, were made, male and female, and that they were in existence. And that's outside of the story of Adam and Eve. This isn't. Okay, okay. This isn't how who, you know, how did we all come here when starting from two people? This wasn't. We didn't start from two people at all. According to to Dusty Scrolls, we were already here. God made us. And okay. We're here and we're supposed to multiply. And one thing I want to point out is the, the dominion. And to now people take dominion as if it would mean the dominate, which root word of dominion would be dominate. But the old English definition is to care for. To care for. To take care, care of. of. Okay. So you're supposed to, we were supposed to replenish, which also it says in there to replenish the earth. So right? taking care of the earth, and not the animals, all living creatures. Using it up because God gave this to you to just waste, like whatever it, it, it was. It was to for us. It was to, for our resources, but not not to to take advantage of and to destroy. Dominion wasn't to just dominate, control, and destroy. It was to, to replenish, take care of. So okay. it's sort of like the idea of how natives were. Okay. Like you take from the earth, you give it back to the earth. You use the whole animal. You don't just take it for its for its horns and stuff like that. Um, and then it worked its way into the story of Adam and Eve. Um, it's 
short within this, but uh, it says, But a mist used to rise up from the earth and water a whole face of the ground. And the Lord formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. And the name of the third river is Tigris. It flows on the east of Osirah and the for, uh, fourth river in the Euphrates. And the Lord God took man and put him into the Garden of Eden to cultivate it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may eat freely, but the but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat from it. And the day that you do, uh, you shall surely die. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a partner for him. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every bird of the sky, and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called a living creature, that was its name. So there isn't anything about woman coming from a man's rib, which oh. goes into the indoctrination of a woman is from a man. Wow. Because yeah. she, he was, she was made from the dust from the ground the same way Adam was. Mm. And they both had equal roles, and they were companions to each other. And mm. they were to tend to God's garden. Okay. This wasn't to create people. Their specific job was to tend to the garden. But if... Under King James' kingdom, if they said men and women were equal, then that would take away from all the sexism imposed by his kingdom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Would minimize another part of his rule uh, would be minimized. Yeah. You know what's interesting about, like, you know, we're talking about, like, kings. Um, If you can control women, that's half the population. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, like, by saying that women are less, that just, whoop, one swoop, then you have, now you just have this one population. Yep. You can yeah. indoctrinate in whatever way you need to. Um, I mean, I feel like that's what uh, Constantine probably does. Probably, you know, we we're talking about mm-hmm. 12 female disciples. Of course, they're going to delete them if that's the case yeah. because um, it's easier to control at least just men. Now you don't have to worry about them. Yeah, you don't have to worry about children either. If every key component of this mm-hmm. earth has been man, if every single move ever was done by man, of course you're going to believe that mm-hmm. women mm-hmm. don't have a hold the value that they actually do. Yeah. That's. Uh, it's kind of crazy though because this is yeah. used to justify so many things I mean like it's like years worth of of impact that just that you know just that those changes have had on society yeah I um, I knew a guy that was a pretty good guy and socially you would think he was a feminist but he was a uh, newfound Baptist Christian who didn't look into any other churches but the one in his neighborhood and he ended up telling me that Although he would prefer Hillary to Trump for the presidency, he thinks God chose Trump because he's a man, and a man is the leader of the household. And that was his justification uh, for all the negative stuff about Trump, having him be the ruler and thinking that, well, this is God's choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a common belief. I mean, I, I imagine there are a lot of um, people who subscribe to that form of, like, whatever, Christianity, maybe Catholicism. Yeah. They would have supported a male candidate over a woman for sure mm-hmm. like i definitely think there are probably a lot of people who oh, yeah. believe oh, that mm-hmm. um, male and female i'm sure there were women who are. were just like you know in the bible you know male uh, we need male leaders yeah. i'm sure that's definitely i affected. think one thing that keeps the cycle going is that men um keep imposing and keep like, socializing people in our culture and they benefit off of it so the average guy, why would he question something that he benefits off of? Something that would make his wife do everything for him like he's a kid. Mm-hmm. What it would, from a selfish person's perspective, it would be easy just not to go against it and just to say, oh, well, this is what God wants. This is the way it is. It makes mm-hmm. me happy. I'm sure there are men, too, who probably didn't even, like, 
because they weren't suffering from it, yeah. it probably just wasn't even in their I'm like aware of it. Oh, yeah. consciousness. They were just like, okay. And, it's um, just how it was. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure of it. Not even like people who had good hearts, they just weren't thinking about it. They're like, mm-hmm. oh. Um, you know. It's true. Sometimes even when you like love, you know, you're trying to sympathize or empathize with other people, it's still you're not in their shoes. So mm-hmm. um, they're like, you know, they're probably like, well, I'm providing for my daughters. I'm providing for my wife. Mm-hmm. Like, this is fine, you know, not realizing that this, you know, the, the woman's perspective of that mm-hmm. for sure. Um, oh, one more thing I want to point out about the Adam and Eve story is the snake. Um, okay. And most mm-hmm. people talk about the snake as if it's the devil, um, but this doesn't really have anything. I mean, it doesn't do, according to the text, it doesn't really have anything to do with the devil. Okay. Um, I'll read the part of it when the serpent. Okay, so okay, so now the serpent was more crafty than any of the beasts of the field, um, which the Lord God had made, and he said to said to the woman, "Has God really said you shall not eat any of the tree?" Um, of the garden and the woman said to the serpent from the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat and he said um, who told you that you were naked this is god have you eaten of the tree uh, from which i command you not to eat and the man said the woman whom you gave to be with me she gave me the, uh, of the tree and i ate and the lord uh, god said to the woman what is this you've done and the woman said the serpent deceived me and i ate so it there's nothing about a, a lizard getting its legs taken away because it deceived Humankind, and now it's restricted to be on its belly for the rest of its life. As people, a lot of people talk about the reason why snakes even exist okay. being the fact yeah. that they were the devil and God took their legs. But that is not in the Dead Sea Scrolls at all. Anything about it being the devil or a lizard prior to being a snake. Uh, how I view it is, is that it's representing the mentality of humans. Is that God said you have everything you need here. You don't need this. Mm-hmm. It's the one thing you don't mm-hmm. need. And if you do this, you will lose everything else you need. Essentially. And by feeling like you need more, which is a human trait, we want more. We get mm-hmm. something, it's good for a while, but then we want, we want, you know, even if it wasn't good for a while, we always want more. We want to upgrade one better. So th- just that being brought, the temptation of knowing there was something more, I think it's human, explaining human nature that we're, greed, we're greedy and, and that we will sometimes turn our backs on things to feel like we'll, we'll gain. So like self-gaining, um, mm-hmm. and I don't read that as if that's the reason why we have sins. Mm-hmm. I don't think that had anything to do with why we have sins. I think it was just explaining human nature that mm-hmm. we will one up each other, that we will we will deceive each other. And even at that, the woman didn't make Adam eat eat it. Okay. He he she brought him the tree, and he already knew first yeah. not yeah. to eat the tree. Mm-hmm. God told Adam first not to eat the tree, and so he thought it was okay because she brought the tree. She didn't deceive him. She was deceived by the serpent. The serpent mm-hmm. asked her, "Who told you you couldn't?" Okay. And the serpent told her she could. So mm-hmm. it actually goes back to man. If we're going to place blame on anybody, we're gonna, the man should have been like, no, we can't eat this. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. so What, what gender he... was the snake? <laughs> the snake. <laughs> yeah. It was just yeah. a, a figment. The snake yeah. was a figment. It was a representation of just, you know, the greed. Um, I don't know. I, I don't, not even just greed. It doesn't have to all be negative, but just desire for more, temptation. Mm-hmm. Like a human nature. Yeah. Because uh, hmm. we have that, even like as a kid, you tell a kid they don't want something, like you can't have this, they're going to want it. doesn't matter they're what They're going to say is. why. Yeah, yeah and they'll question. be intrigued of why yeah. they can't have it. It could be a bag of chewing tobacco. And if it isn't bad for them, <laughs> why would they not do it? Yeah. So this was just kind of like a warning of the nature of humanity. Yeah. Not... Well, he called the, God called the tree, um, the tree of good and evil. 
Mm-hmm. You can't bear the knowledge of good and evil. So if anything, it brought on to us. It brought on this like duality humans have this uh, the the that we are we are innately good, but we also have traits that are innately bad. Mm-hmm. And it's a balance. But I think that that um that that's all it was that it was representation representing that that you don't need this. You don't need to you know. I think it had to happen for humans to be human. Yeah. And God knew who he was making. Yeah. You know? It's true. Mm. Oh, that's interesting because it's uh then the idea would be if and this is just just like a theory if you subscribe to it being the sin or whatever then you're subscribing to the idea that God messed up yeah Mm -hmm. so how can you believe that he doesn't mess up or that he does Mm -hmm. and then if that's the case then it would be that you would love all parts of us and all of your humanity because God doesn't mess up yeah it's interesting it's like contradicts itself I think that uh, we always say I have faith in God but I think God has faith in us yeah that's why we have free will he knows that Society will keep turning a gear towards progress every year, despite uh, the negativity and different aspects of human nature that can hold us back. And we keep moving forward. I think God knew that and intended yeah. on that. And I think it takes away it can take away from the devil's actual effect. The devil works through people to influence you mm-hmm. all around you. You're not going to have a, a manifestation of the devil walk up to you and tell you to do mm-hmm. something bad. It's going to be a friend who is misled himself or justifies. Yeah. And one thing is every bad thing people do is justified. They justify it to themselves. Nobody does something intentionally bad knowing it's bad. Yeah, because we're all yeah. good and evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have, I think we're geared towards good. Yeah. Um, I think that's what made in God's image yeah. is. We have traits. Because we have to justify bad things. We have to make it good to us, even though it's bad to the general population. It shows that we always seek good. Yeah. We're always seeking good. Even the baddest person seeking good because they're doing something mm-hmm. that feels good to them. I guess the, the line would be if it's self-serving. Mm-hmm. Is this thing you're going to do to make it a good thing, to, 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 to view it as something that's good for you? Is it self-serving? Is it, is it bad for anybody else? Is it only good for you? I think that's where, you know, it blurs to where you you could you might be seeking good but you're doing terrible things and it, you might think it's good for you but if you can acknowledge it's bad for other people then it's probably bad. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we do it. I think everybody does it. So an example would be, um, let's say, living in the West in the garment industry. Mm-hmm. We know that the places our clothes are made are bad yeah it's true there are people suffering mm-hmm. and it's very hard to buy i mean you you know obviously i support like reusing like yeah. minimalizing how much you you waste but we justify it uh we find reasons to justify still buying the way we buy yeah. we can even do it let's say the meat packing industry or meat industry yeah. like the big meat like farms so we know these animals are suffering the workers are suffering the people who live in near the facilities are suffering. Yeah, the earth is suffering. The earth, yeah. but we justify it by saying, "Well, we need to eat. There's there's so many people in the world. We have to eat. We have to feed ourselves." So it's like we're not intentionally trying to be bad by eating a burger, but there is an impact on. There is an impact on the planet, on you know whatever. Seventy five percent of the greenhouse gas effect um, comes from beef farms alone. So I always say that you're better off being a vegan driving a Hummer if you're worried about climate change yeah. than you are yeah. driving a smart car and eating steak every night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's but true. yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's but you back to what you were saying. We we find ways to, to justify. look justify. for the good or justify yeah. the bad that we do, and sometimes we don't even realize that the bad that we're doing is bad. We think that 
and it's out of our control, you know, everybody, but that bat, we're human. Yeah. Like, it's the, mm-hmm. the creation story. We're still, like, that's the duality. Like, mm-hmm. the I think it's dangerous when we uh, justify bad things using the Bible. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that's, like, yeah. a big thing mm-hmm. in our society. That's so I think the story out of me was just the fact that humans are going to go through that. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, you're going to experience this. Yeah. yeah. I think it's all it's about. Try minimizing the devil's influence. Yeah. Do what you can. You yeah. Do what you can to be good. Don't take more than yeah. you need. If you have everything you need, don't take more. Mm-hmm. You don't need more if you have everything you need. Yeah. For I sure. think the message would have been nice if there was a third person there who needed the tree for food and they were taken away from his food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That could have contributed to the message. Yeah. I don't been. think that it wasn't <laughs> Yeah, it might have been. We don't know. Like, yeah. it, these are all things that were written by man at the yeah, end of the day. That's true. And they're old and they've had to be edited and. I mean, we're able to read it because somebody edited it. Yeah. Like, there's no way we would have been able to understand it. There are like a hundred or something different Bibles. There are some geared all the way to positivity, where like every single verse Sarah is Palin. positive. And then Sarah some. Palin has her own version of the Bible, called the Conservative Bible. Mm-hmm. It's one of the newest translations. Sarah Palin, Sarah Palin has her own version of the Bible, Damn. called the Conservative Bible. Yeah. Yep. And that's in circulation in our country right now. Wow. I, I feel really weird about like, gosh, check out this Sarah Palin. Or just Sarah Palin. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just like a random like person's name. Yeah. You're, like, you're like, I got this Bible, it's by so and so. But like, if it's in circulation five hundred years from now, they're gonna think that she had a super close relation to God that was better than a normal society and they're gonna say that's why she was a bad politician who uh, and had a negative influence on the world, but that's why she remained in power because God chose her to. And I think it minimizes God's message. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that uh, people's beliefs and spirituality are like changing. We're actually we're gonna have a guest on, um, and one of the things he was talking about, I, I had listened to him speak. Uh, he had brought up the idea of like um, you know how you go to like your your priest or you go to your whoever your like religious leader is, and they're mm-hmm. supposed to be your connection to God. He talks about um, how why it was like that like it was used as control and that's why um the idea of like people being psychic or reading tarot cards or having anything any kind of like weird like thing they're like oh angels came to me or or, i don't know anything in that realm why like the church is like no don't do that and he he was saying in this when he was speaking that it was because if you are able to communicate with this divine energy then it minimizes the power that that religious figure might have that is involved in mm-hmm. our whatever political structure, X, Y, and Z. Um, so it's kind of cool thinking about it that way and how like we might use the Bible. But I mean, it, it, there's this, I, I wish I remembered the book. There's a book, um, I was listening to NPR actually, and they, they were interviewing the guy who wrote it. This is like years ago, but he goes through and he breaks down all the like really shitty things that happened in history that were defined or like were justified through the bible and that would include like slavery was like a big thing mm-hmm. and like today you would say oh there can't be like what are you talking about but back when there were slaves in america yeah. people were genuinely using the bible yeah, to were. justify it um a lot of, a lot of like hateful things that yeah. had happened the devil is the greatest trickster mm-hmm. and i think it makes perfect sense that he would influence god's word yeah. Um, that's the, probably the biggest trick that he can play. Yeah. Is have his words be seen as Jesus. Man. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That's the most effective. So you get someone, those people that are totally faith driven completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you're getting told this is God's word, 
they believe that they're supposed to suffer and and then if they question it, it if they question it they'll think who am I yeah wow. I'm not a priest I'm not a scholar yeah. um, I'm not I didn't study because you're theology worthless, yeah you know? like yeah. you're just a person mm-hmm. you don't have anything special about even though you were made you by God just like the priest just like mm-hmm. whomever and you can strengthen your connection mm-hmm. the same way <laughs> it's just it's effects yeah that's crazy. We, um, we, one of our other guests, he had, this wasn't, I don't think we were, did this on, uh, the podcast, but he was talking about to us, the different energies that are out there that influence certain, like, um, organized religion, not just exclusively Christianity or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Just like some of, like, you you hear about like a a cult, like a really crazy cult and you're like, how could people like do that? And he was talking about the, um, energetic, um, energies at, at play and how it can like there's energies that can manipulate you and believe in a certain way and subscribing uh, mm-hmm. to certain belief systems that in turn are more harmful than good. And he was saying how a good rule of thumb is anything that is love and how you feel good yeah. means it's good. Fear is the lower, lowest, I believe it is the lowest vibration. So if it's fear-based, then it's probably not yeah, it's of a higher vibrational energy. Yeah. Um, that's, he said that's like a good rule of thumb whenever it goes to... How many people uh, say they're God-fearing? Yeah, it's became like a God, like a, yeah, a thing for God, religious people, yeah. But how can you have a connection if you're vibrating that low yeah. to something that vibrates so high? Yeah, like how many people are, are, are like, you know, how many people are afraid of a stepdad and, mm-hmm. and you have a good relationship with the stepdad you're afraid of? No, that's you don't. Not, you don't no. have a relationship with them all, mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. If you're afraid, you avoid them. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. Anybody, yeah. when you're afraid, you don't want to have that experience. <laughs> no. You know, you don't talk to them. You're like, no. Yeah. I mean, that's why people don't like going to church, you know, because there's this fear element. Like, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Everything you're doing is wrong. You're uh-huh. going to hell. Like, this fear yep. that's controlling. And, of course, you have people who yeah. are, like, dropping off. They're like, I'm not doing that. Or oh. or they say they have this connection, but they're, do they? I yeah. mean, How are many you? pastors are driving Bentleys? Like, yeah. Even small-time churches. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, that's that's crazy when you think about it. You're like, we put it like that. Like, you're yeah. afraid of your stepdad. Yeah. Would you? I guess, like, I mean, um, you know, we had our guests that spoke to angels, but there's a lot of people who believe that you shouldn't um, reach out to like your spirit guides and your angels and stuff like that, and have a relationship with them because you're not like worthy enough. And that that's crazy. Whenever you're like born with a team that mm-hmm. is supposed to help you, so you're gonna go to somebody that you're don't really know all like that and be like, hey. Can you help me? Hey, stranger. Yeah, whenever I heard, was... I heard you know God better than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm, that's so juicy. Well, we're we're getting on to 40 minutes, so I think we can cut this this part or this episode short. You guys should definitely yeah. come back on, especially well, like... I want to talk about that, um, that, that story of the, the priest that was supposed to write a Bible and didn't. Oh, well, let's talk about now. We're oh, essentially, and we can talk about this next time. Tell Martin Luther? He, uh, not Martin Luther. The, he was, he basically wrote the devil's Bible. What? In a night. Okay, in a night. What is and this? And it really exists. It's a Bible okay. and it's, it's a satanic Bible, but it's not the, not, it's not this, the satanic Bible, but it's, okay. the, it's a Bible of the devil's word. Oh, so that's from, scary. A, from a Christian. Christian scribe. So where the, how, like how? He was commissioned, um, to write, you know, to, to do to just make a copy of the Bible, yeah. and he didn't do it. Um, there's sp- specifics in the story of what went wrong, but essentially he he summoned he evil forces to help him 
complete his job, but the end result was a demonic Bible, and he wrote it in a night. And it, you're talking thousands of pages, probably. Damn. Huge book. It's a very and there's even there's even drawings in it. And he channeled. Was it channeled? No, or it, had, it, was channel, it was channeling because it was through him. So it went through him. So this yeah. energy or this spirit or whatever was like got in. Went him through and him and wrote for him. Why did he? Why did he do that? I mean, like, why would he channel that? He was trying to do something else, or there's something within the story about like um, there's like sour feelings in it. Okay. I don't know if he was doing it out of spite. Oh, I see. To okay. a superior, or but mm-hmm. he completed his job through and it's scary it's scary it's not the bible it's the devil's bible and it really like have you read stuff from it I, no I've, 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 I'd be scared I've looked at it yeah I've looked at it not, so it looks it looks it's really there's nice. drawings yes there's drawings in it it's the most, it's sinister it looks like something you would you would it looks like the epitome of what you would think the devil's bible would look like oh no or well, the epitome of a god you should be afraid of yeah oh, there you go yeah, yeah. yeah. oh yeah. wow oh that's yeah. scary yeah. Mm. Oh man. Okay, well, we'll talk about that next time. Um, is there anything you guys want to close with? Uh, I don't think we need to link anything. Or Maybe, you guys, you know, if you're a believer in any religion, it's personal. It's for you. Um, and and everything that we read, they're all they are all translations, and we translate them ourselves. So mm-hmm. don't hold people to the standard of your beliefs. Mm-hmm. You know, hold yourself to that standard. Yeah. Think critically. And value your connection with God. Don't value a stranger's connection even more so just because of titles. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Okay, so as usual, at the end of every episode, we like to send our listeners distant Reiki. If you're interested in receiving it, all you have to do is be open to it. Um, Reiki transcends time, space, and reality, so it doesn't matter when you listen to it, you will still receive that energy. We recommend that you do not drive or operate in machinery because it might make you sleepy. So when the music starts, the Reiki session has begun, and when it ends, it's over. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.